The past always has an interesting view of the future. When we watch something that's set in the future, it's always fun to see how wrong they get it. When Kevin Costner decided to set his post-apocalyptic world in the year 2013, he couldn't have even imagined how bad it would get. The Postal Service in 2013 in the real world seemed harmless at first. They claimed that they just wanted to make a set of stamps encouraging children to exercise. But the subliminal messaging was clear. They wanted children to exercise in the most dangerous way possible. One stamp showed a child skateboarding with no knee pads. Another displayed a simple headstand, but the gymnast wasn't wearing a helmet. A third stamp showed an even more dangerous stunt, a cannonball. Thankfully, the postmaster noticed these deadly stamps and canceled the whole run, allowing a whole generation to grow up without the intoxicating idea that you can play without pads. Now, Kevin Costner's movie seems tame in comparison. Uh, They don't exactly save a generation of children from splash-related deaths. They just rebuild civilization and give hope to the population of the United States again. (laughs) Yawn. Anyway, we're talking about The Postman. Wouldn't it be great if wars were fought by the assholes who started them? This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I am joined by always, joined always, I'm joined as always by... Uh, I'm Chad Oliver, and as far as you know, you have good semen. I'm Mark Wellington, and the United States doesn't exist. Cool. <laughs> cool yeah, thing. Fun fact. This is just, we've launched right into a very good podcast episode. Very uh, good. We got a good monologue in. We're good Perfect. at not tripping over our words. And we got some good Never. quotes from a good, good movie. Great movie. Um, so, boys, normally how our show works is we pick our favorite movie for every year we've been alive. That's true. We then talk about the Academy Award winner for every year we've been alive. Did that. Then. Mm-hmm. Then. We, we 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 gotta muck in some shit we gotta talk about the razzy movie of the year it up. It, it's razzle dazzle time and um it we're talking about the razzy this week but before we do that i need to know boys have you been in the cineplex recently answer the I question have, look i thought the chat was gonna answer first <laughs> i guess normally uh, i direct it at somebody so let me try again yeah, yeah okay yeah. Well, mark what huh? have you seen at the cineplex I've seen a couple things. Um, I think I'll, I guess I'll just launch into my white boy shtick. I saw white boy Rick. Um, yeah, just no response to that joke. I'm gonna make a note I mean, to it just not do it. It was hardly recognizable as a joke. If I'm being perfect. did you okay. write it beforehand? Did you like plan the joke? Uh, the phrase white boy shtick has been stuck in my head for I don't know ten minutes. Is that um, a phrase? It, it's shtick is a I, word. Yes. Hey, I know we a shtick is a and word. It, you fucking and it dildo. With Rick. Uh-huh, I understand. Yeah, okay, I don't get what the confusion is. <laughs> okay, all right. Quit being a white boy dick. <laughs> yeah, for real. Hey, hey, there you go. Tell us tell us about the movie. <laughs> um, well, White Boy Rick is about a Richard trying to get richer. Uh, that was what from the fuck, fu- Mark? What look, are you doing right now? I'm, look, this movie was no good. Is this is this your stand up routine? Are you auditioning? I'm like, what the fuck are you Chad. doing? I'm, I just I like what Mark's doing. Look, what White Boy Rick was. Um, I spent about half of the movie waiting as patiently as I possibly could for it to be over. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. About halfway through, um, what I thought was the climax happens. Right. And I was excited. I was like, oh, wow, this movie's moving, moving real fast. It's almost over. Looked at my watch, did some quick head math. There was an hour left. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I got distraught. Yeah. I, uh, I took a long water break. Uh, went to the concession stand and I, I stood in the VIP line, which no one respected the VIP line. No one about. ever respects the VIP line. Do, was, do you all experience that? I uh, People respect the VIP line at my I don't. So they kind of took them away from the theaters here. Like, I there can was, skip the line yeah. and just because I have it on my mm-hmm. phone, I can skip the line entirely. But if I want to order concessions, I got to wait in the line like some fucking... See, and- Average you pay Joe. For that privilege to be a VIP and stand I, in that yellow line. Right? I mean, right? I you, ever, like, for that? you ever walk through the maze that is like the other line? I Look, get lost okay. in there. It's like Hold the turns. On. I, so every time I walk through one of those things, literally without fail, I cannot walk through one of those things without thinking about the motion picture Shrek. <laughs> because <laughs> when he, get, when he first shows up to like Farquaad's castle, he does the, like, he's chasing the mascot. He just walks straight through it as the mascot is like and running see, through all the things. That's Shrek, not fair. Shrek for, may be a good movie, y'all. That's not fair for AMC to put you through that, to like remind you of like, when cinema peaked, when you're about to right. go into this subpar movie that's just not going to live up. Right. It's so, not going to be Hey, Shrek. AMC, lose the lines. Or a- respect the VIP lines. At least. Anyway. AMC. A- here's their new tagline. Yeah. AMC, it's never going to be Shrek. <laughs> uh-huh. Nope. Never, it never is. I wish White Boy Rick was Shrek. Yeah. Like I mentioned, I took a break during that movie, stood in the VIP line, and I let about four or five people in the four or five non VIPs go in front of me and they were like, are you sure? And I was like, no, it's fine. I don't, I don't want to see this movie. Um, <laughs> they probably thought you were some like weirdo fancy rich boy. Cause I don't think everybody like it understands AMC a list. Mm-hmm. So like I, I'm never, I never like leave movies and I definitely want to, if I paid for them, but there are times because I have AMC a list where I'm like, I wouldn't lose anything by just dipping out of this movie. Oh yeah. But I yeah, am I, a I, journalist. And so I mm-hmm. stay and do my right. duty. Right. Look, listener, look, audience. I, I did it for you. Uh huh. Um, I, I stayed in there so I could give you a full review of the movie. Um, but back to the story about me in the line, I <laughs> right. waited. Right. I let like three or four people go in front of me and I walked up to the counter. And I said, can I just have a cup for water? Uh, and then she looked really confused. Like just a, just a cup for water she's in i was like yeah just like just some water i'm thirsty Jesus. she gave me a cup for water it filled up with sprite went back to the movie and there was 45 you are an hey, asshole okay you are a Look, to bad be fair, dude to be fair i was going to just get water but those those coke coke machines with all the buttons and the touch it's screen confusing. and all the options i didn't know where to find the water yeah. really because the water is on the front page it's a big circle by itself that says water couldn't find it nope it's Could not in, find it's it. in the just right said, hand um, corner hey guys i said hey coke machine give me a clear liquid and i just took what it gave me mm-hmm. hey uh green boy shrek is there anything there? I don't know. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I mean, it, um, it's not completely nothing, but yeah, I don't know that it's completely like, something. I feel like after we record, we can like, uh, you know, this we'll re- really workshop it. We definitely will, Chad. Mm-hmm. We will. Cool. We will. We won't um, go straight to bed. We, we look, will work I just wanted to lay it on the table the, so we don't forget about it. 
Right, absolutely. Detroit in the eighties was basically a swamp. So yeah, that's is that, is that something that's cool. I guess um, now, if they come uh, out with I a Shrek five, been... will they try to incorporate drain Ugh. the swamp into the verbiage? Mm. Okay, you know so what? they actually should. So yeah. first of all, don't say if, say when, because it's sure. it's gonna happen. Is it in development or are it's supposed? It just... It's supposedly in development. Okay. Um. Also, yes, the tagline will definitely be Drain the Swamp. And it but will it'll be, be like 2028, so it'll be way behind. It definitely will. But the premise will probably be about Shrek running for like king or some shit. Gotcha. Yeah, because there are elections for king. Oh, that, and something from his know. past when he was like a deadly ogre comes back in the news. Oh, oh the, thing is, a, I, the thing a is, the thing is, prequel Shrek. The thing is, we're kind of joking. Um, I think it like that doesn't sound like that far off. No, of like that's what'll happen. <laughs> yeah, okay, who's like, who's running against him? Is it Pinocchio? Um, no, Pinocchio has already been in it. It's got to be somebody new to be the is villain. Rumpelstiltskin's oh, been in it, right? Rumpelstiltskin has. Uh, I think he's in. What about Puss in Boots? What yeah. about Jack Jill twenty eighteen? Jack and Jill. I don't know if they've appeared before. Mm-hmm. I can't say that with confidence. Are they a fairy but... tale or a nursery rhyme? I guess they well, do. They Humpty do Dumpty was in the. What Puss if it's Boots Mother film? Goose? Ooh. Is Mother Goose the god of the Shrek movies? Possibly. Mother Goose. Mother Goose has already been in them. Um, oh, okay. A, a lot of times for Jack and Jill, they kind of make the Jack of stories because Jack mm-hmm. is in stuff a lot. So they're like mm. the same Jack as the one who was like the one who Jump jumped over, over the candlestick, candlestick the yeah. Jack and the Beanstalk, that kind of thing. Um, okay, hold on. That one, he's not related. Uh, Jack the Giant Killer would never be afraid to jump over a candlestick. There, it depends on your interpretations. I have read a comic series, shout out to Fables, where Jack is just the Jack of stories, and every time there's a Jack, it's him. Jack from anyway. Lost, is he also in the mix? <laughs> no. I just had I to am, mention Lost uh, We have to go back to our conversation, guys. <laughs> Chad, what have you seen in <laughs> Cineplexes? Uh, I saw this movie called, um, I'm blanking on the name, <laughs> Assassination Nation. Um, ah. It was not what I was expecting. This was a movie I decided I would see based on nothing but the posters and the billboards I saw across town. Uh, it looked like a fun romp with like empowered female characters with like assault weapons in like, a suburb. And uh, the third act lived up to that. But uh, I don't know. It's it's a it's a movie whose politics are really confusing. At the beginning, they seem to be like um, making fun of like PC culture and everyone being like liberal snowflakes. And then towards the end of the movie, they seem to be embracing like uh, more progressive ideas in a weird way. So it was it was a confusing movie to watch. The first half hour is like I wanted to leave every second of it and then it got interesting and then it got really intense there's one masterful like scene of suspense that like it's like this home invasion scene and like it's all filmed in one shot from the exterior of the house and it's like really cool um but aside from that it's just a confusing movie to watch there was a scene i I put this in my letterboxd review where um uh transphobic mob of murderers are about to hang a trans transgender teen and uh but they get her pronouns right so I, a part of me was like hey good for them but like they were still about to good murder her so it was uh it's weird i i've been told that it's the best purge movie yet can you confirm deny um no nah, deny i liked purge election year better 
than this movie. Okay. Yeah. Election year, really. I haven't seen The First Purge yet, which I heard is the best one. Uh, you should watch The First Purge. Uh, the, the latest um, one is the best one. That's, that's, that's what I meant by purge. The First Purge, but I didn't mean like... <laughs> Purge oh, one. oh, yeah. yeah no, it is. Uh, yeah. It is yet another Abbott and Costello bit with the names <laughs> of movies. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's it's fine. Uh, not exactly my cup of tea, but probably some. Of, the, the last line of the movie almost won me over, but uh, but not quite. It didn't. It didn't quite. No. Cody, please tell me you saw a good movie in theaters this week. I did see a great movie. I'm still doing some research over here about what fairy tale creatures have been <laughs> featured in Shrek. <laughs> and is there like an abominable I, snowman type character that could be running against Shrek? No, I. So I'm trying. Like, hmm, I really don't know. I mean, it would have to be like something kind of obscure. I think. What about like Van Helsing? <laughs> That doesn't mm, quite that's fit into monsters. The yeah. yeah, Hansel and Gretel apparently have appeared. They were one I yeah, tried. I thought of that. What if we? What if we like left the European uh, fables and went into like some Americana? Like maybe. Um, oh okay. Paul Bunyan. Oh, like, like uh, Paul, Johnny Paul Bunyan. Johnny Appleseeder. Paul Bunyan. That's not. John Henry? That's not bad. Uh, I wouldn't do John Henry. Oh. Wow. Um, Does he have a troubled it, past? No, 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 no. John Henry is just like not on the same level because it's sort He's of a, based on a real person. It's kind of a real person. Yeah. Um, but like the, there's like the legend of him like beating the steam engine or whatever. That's yeah. Like, that like he's, puts him he's on. He's got the, a tall tale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. Tall tales are a bit different than fairy tales. Like Paul Bunyan is Who a fairy tale. Okay. Uh, named named Blue. That that's Paul Bunyan. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. So Rumpelstiltskin definitely was in it. I just don't know. Jeffrey Katzenberger though does say Katzenberg. My bad. Uh, does say Shrek Five is coming, and he does say like the story that they come up with needs to be the right way for Shrek's journey to end. Um, he in. says, you'll be confident that we'll have another chapter in the Shrek series. We're in? not finished. And more importantly, neither is he. So shit, he. dude. Yeah. But here's the thing. DreamWorks or not, uh, not DreamWorks. Universal Studios just took the Shrek right out. So like, they're just going to have yeah. to put it back in. No, they replaced like, it uh, with, at, uh, in Hollywood with the um, Kung, Fu, Kung Panda. Fu Panda. And that we went in that, uh, my wife and I, and it was like the worst uh, possible attraction I've ever been in. Shrek sucks also. Oh, it so did. Don't. But like, Ooh, yeah, it's Shrek not good. the Ride or Shrek the Movie? Shrek the Ride. Shrek the Ride, right. Shrek the ride was, a, was very bad. But like, at least it had like these 3D effects. Like, literally, the Kung Fu Panda didn't even have that. It was just like 2D. Proje- it was just watching a movie. And like, the theater moved a little bit and splashed you. Yikes. Uh, the, the, the Hollywood Universal has too many sit in the theater and get shook rides. It really yeah. does. The um, Minions one is that. The Kung Fu Panda The Simpsons is one is that. Simpsons yeah. one, it is that, but it's like a little bit smaller, so it like doesn't feel like an auditorium moving around. It feels more like a roller coaster. It has like, it's like a, like a 12-seater. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but we're like literally like you could teach a college class in the minions ride. Well, I mean, college classes come in different sizes. Yeah, well, like the, a like the, a 
like a like lecture, a, it's like a lecture yeah, hall. Lecture hall. Gotcha. Yeah. The, the uh, I kind of like the minions ride. Um, it would be great if you, it was a four seater and like the illusion was like more realistic that you were like actually in a cart on a roller coaster. Yeah. Anyway, Mummy Ride's the best ride, worst movie. Cody, what have you seen? <laughs> the the Mummy Ride it is pretty good. Um, hey, Snow White is not in um, <gasps> Shrek. So no that's they don't have the Snow Rights for that. That one, that joke didn't work either. I'm sorry. And uh, also, yeah, um, Disney doesn't own Snow White. It's they don't. It's uh, um, oh right, because it's just Grimm's. It's right. In public yeah. So yeah. so they, so they could do Snow White and her sister Rose Red, I mean, and that would be enough because they so they don't yeah. have the rights. But if they do the Disney version of Snow White, they can get sued. Like there's very right. particular things. Like they have the magic mirror in the Shrek movies already. Like it's perfect, full right. circle, just like he was saying. So. Anyway, I am on the Shrek Wikipedia page. It's called the Shrekia. Uh, That's lazy. <laughs> just Shrekia? Hold Not on. Shrekopedia? Nope. It's uh. It's Ugh. no, 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 no. I fucked up. Apologies. It's called the Wiki Shrek. Uh, oh my oh god! My, that's people need to hire me to write to, to name. <laughs> people need to hire me to name their their Wikipedias. They should really should. Swamppedia. Okay. That's better. I mean, that took Swamp-pedia eleven seconds is to come much up. Much better. <laughs> Um, Wikipedia is still probably like the best one, oh, right? Wookie is like the yeah. city on a hill shining. Yeah, down it's on so good. Wiki Shrek or whatever. Um, anyway, Wiki Shrek. Speaking of Wikipedia things, Wikipedia is a better name than Wikipedia. It is. So, speaking of things that should replace the Shrek ride, maybe a ride. It's Sony, so the rides would be tricky. But a ride that could replace those is a movie I saw this weekend called. Smallfoot. Uh, everybody knows it from the song that went around Twitter called Zendaya's Michi, which is very funny and it's very it's good. Very and good. I knew every character's name going in because of it, which <laughs> definitely was an added layer. That but had to have been helpful. It kind of was. Because the names are insane. Yeah, but you pick up on them pretty easily okay. through the movie, too. But um, Dorgal is my favorite. Dorgal's good. Here's the thing, though. Smallfoot is good. <laughs> like, I love it a lot. They kind of hid what movie they were selling a little bit, which happens a lot in animation, truly. Um, especially with, like, Pixar shit, because they'll just release, like, a teaser that has nothing to do with it, right. kind of. Yeah, like, with. Frozen's first teaser didn't let you it's know It's just Olaf, about. Olaf yeah. right? Olaf yeah. and uh, the, the moose Sven? or whatever. Spin, Spin. Yeah. Um, I think the first poster for Frozen was just Olaf, like in a snowdrift. I, I think it. you may be right. Um, hey guys, Smallfoot's a musical, and it rules. Is Zendaya as Michi one of the? Songs? No, unfortunately. <sighs> uh, Interested. I'm sorry. Z- if they Zendaya- just like had Gabe Gundecker in the in the credits, the end credits. I know <laughs> that would have been. Um, there, there's I a. I uh, his name, but. There's a Niall Horan song over the credits, but um, but no, legitimately, it's a musical the whole way through, which they don't tell you based on the trailer. No, Zendaya I would not have guessed does it have a song. Single. Channing Tatum sings a bunch in it. James Corden sings. Common does a full like Hamilton style rap in it, explaining the history of the Yetis. <laughs> Y'all, it rules. Like it's huh. so good. Um, I like loved it from top to bottom. It also is like mm, definitely about how organized religion can gaslight its congregation in order to hold on to power. 
uh, which is a weird thing for a movie aimed uh, to kids, aimed to kids to be tackling, but that is so what it's, it's like about. The spotlight of children's movies, kinda. <laughs> Like, I mean, the whole thing is like Migo sees a small foot and then he's... I'm sorry, Migo's like the <laughs> yes. rap group? Yeah, I know. Okay. No, his name is just Migo, singular. Um, mm. He sees a small foot. The society doesn't believe him because the stonekeeper wears stones that has the oh, laws. Uh, he's and played the stones by uh, Common. Common. Yeah. The stones say there's no such thing as small foots. But then he goes and captures James Corden. It throw like it is. Oh, it's so good. And James Corden's pretty good in it. He does. I don't. I don't want to ruin the surprise. The first musical number he does is pretty choice. Mm-hmm. It also does some interesting things with the animation. So during the musical numbers, they are very like hyper realistic and stuff like that. Meaning like hyper realistic makes you think it's super real. It's like um, it's what the word means. So you mean the re- opposite of it? Sort of, I I mean, more like stylized? on a yeah, it, it's more stylized. They're they're in a fantasy world, like yeah. um, yeah, you just they're living in a musical number, which is very good. Um, I really like couldn't recommend it enough. Like, I mean, huh. if you hate animated movies, this one's not gonna sway you. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, it's not the it's definitely not the worst animated movie I've seen this year. It's also not the best, but yeah. it's it's pretty good. I, I it's more of a surprise than anything because I was like, oh, the meme's funny. The movie will be just okay. Yeah, uh, the movie's pretty good. I'll I be honest; it did not look very good to me, uh, just based on like trailers and you know just mm-hmm. general marketing. But I'll take your word for it and go see it. Yeah, I like, feel like the first time I saw the trailer, I thought it was funny, mm-hmm. which is more than I can say for most animated trailers. So. Mm. I'll give him that. Yeah. Uh, also, you boys are required to watch it because yes. I told you you guys had to. Yes. Uh, oh, speaking so. of James Corden, I watched Peter Rabbit for the first time since we last uh, met up, and very good, very funny, not bad. Yeah. You both like it a lot more than I do, but I think it's okay. Yeah, and Corden uh, was a yeah voice actor in that, and he was Corden's very good. a very good Peter Rabbit. Yeah. He's very good in his role in uh, Smallfoot, also. Or he's yeah, he plays just Percy. So you guys know. He plays I know Percy, from the yeah. posters. Yeah. Um, wasn't okay. part of the song, but it's on the posters. No, it was not. Um, it just is uh, It's super good. Anyway, LeBron James is for real so funny in it as Guanji. Oh, LeBron uh, James is great. Toy St- Guanji's uh, my Toy favorite. Uh, Space Jam 2 is going to be great. Uh, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. Space Jam 1 sucks ass. It's so. not good. People pretend it's, like, it's way better than... It's all pretty horrendously bad. I watched it the, like The pacing is like atrocious and like... I don't know. It's like the zaniness and like the fast pace works really well when it's all animated. Does not work right. for me in, uh, I, in Space Jam. I... I truly like, and I tweeted about this because I watched Smallfoot and then got mad that there wasn't an animated short. Um, oh, it's not Sony. It's Warner Brothers. Um, that's why I thought about this. Right. Like the fact that we have Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes just kind of like wasting away. Right. Seems like, they just like got such a, a missed Network opportunity. Show. They just and got a Cartoon do... Network show, but like it, it's, I, I don't know. I don't hear about it ever. Right, they do, and they will periodically. But the mm-hmm. fact that, like, I don't know. I know people are like, trailers drag on forever. Do we really need extra things? And my argument is, 
Kinda. Like, I think most, yeah. I think every animated movie should have a short at the beginning. I love it so yeah. much like, every time Give it young filmmakers an opportunity to, like, direct a short, write a short, and then, like, if it's really good, uh, give that person a feature. I just you think know? it's, like, it's kind of fucked up. Like, it should be so simple to do a Bugs Bunny short in front of your Warner Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Or a Lego short or something. You know? Like something it, it just feels like a missed opportunity it's i don't know disney went like, away and didn't do it for a while but now they're back to it and it rules it's something that like could help to set the theater experience apart too like something you don't get mm-hmm. at home on netflix absolutely. but you only get going to the movie theater absolutely teen titans go had a short in front of it it wasn't very I liked good that. but it was, no but i liked that yeah. it existed yeah same you know um, I liked the Olaf short in front. It was 30 minutes long, oh, but I don't of, uh, care. Too long. <laughs> it was too long, but I still would yeah, rather that have was insane, it. but I liked it's, it. It's bizarre, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, also, Frozen's a masterpiece. I'd be anyway, a lot madder if it wasn't a very good short. But, right. Yeah. If it, I didn't it, love the world of Frozen, I because the short's not that great, but I love Frozen so much that I'm the like, The music Fuck was it, great. Whatever. We got like original yeah, Frozen songs that were good yeah the music wasn't as good as the frozen music no fuck no. no but it was good nothing is um anyway if you hate frozen watch the throne because you're wrong um have you boys watched frozen i don't think that's what watch the throne means <laughs> i don't know if that's what it means either uh, hey very much not also you boys should watch princess and the frog another masterpiece that i yeah. did not know about I, um, I missed that one in theaters because i was too cool for princess stuff at the time but me too yeah i need um, to watch it Yes, it's a masterpiece. Anyway, let's talk about the another masterpiece, um, the Postman. <laughs> Man, I uh, I did not hate this movie as much as I thought I would. If I'm being I didn't honest. hate it. Either. I was not a fan. I thought it was okay. It was like shockingly the, like okay. The beginning and the end were atrocious and bad, but mm-hmm. like there's a lot of great stuff in the middle. I agree. Have, so have you? So you guys clearly hadn't like seen this before, no. but have you guys no. ever heard of it had, before? Had never heard of it. I think I saw like a comedy routine where someone showed clips from this movie. Uh, <laughs> he was a clown that didn't speak words, but he like had a slideshow of Kevin Costner, and then he sang "My Heart Will Go On," which, huh? That was our last movie we did was Titanic. But isn't anyways, comedy great? <laughs> it's it's weird sometimes. He was in clown makeup and his name is Puddles and he's really funny. He's on uh, YouTube. Um, but uh, All right. he had prepared a Plug Kevin Costner Puddles. PowerPoint and he's saying my heart will go on uh, to to the PowerPoint. Um, um, so so, so I hadn't heard about this because I had heard more so about Kevin Costner's like other failure, which was Waterworld. Um, yeah. Good the year stunt before, show, though. Or the year after with Waterworld. It was around this time. It was before. It was yeah. before. It wasn't, it wasn't like back. It may have been back to back, but I think there was some year gaps okay. in between it. But like this movie is also a failure, but it was a different failure than Waterworld because we don't remember it. Right. I also think Waterworld stayed in cultural consciousness mm-hmm. because of the Waterworld stunt show at Universal. Well, also yeah. Waterworld had a much bigger budget. This doesn't so water- feel like a small budget, though. No, I mean, they really created, um, like, an entire world here. And, like, the costumes and locations, like, it had to have been expensive, right? 
the the budget of this was 80, 80 million. Okay, that's not low. Like the budget of Waterworld, a hundred seventy million. Okay, uh, so wow. yes, it costs more. <laughs> yeah, it, it costs like, more, but double. eighty. Yeah. 80 million still like pretty significant for this movie to make what like 10 it made um, 10 uh 17 mm. yeah so nothing basically yeah, that waterworld made uh 88 million i wonder if that's why you got is- 80 because they were like okay you've earned 88 <laughs> like <laughs> yeah um yeah, so I didn't really know about this one. I I knew more so about like his other follies, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, Waterworld. Um, and then again, you know, the stunt show. So I had not heard of this. Saw that I got nominated for a Razzie. Saw that it was almost three hours long. Wanted to cry. Um, and then I watched it. And I this is a bad year for short movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, preach. Because um, yeah, Boogie Nights was really long. How long Boogie was Nights Face was Off? Real long, long, but longer than a movie like that typically. Is. Yeah, all three yeah. of all five, sorry, of our movies this year were long ones. Starship Troopers was not as long as the other two. It's more than two hours, right? Yeah, so maybe it's the same length as uh, Face Off. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, we did some long ones, um, and that trend seems to never end. Anyway, let's talk about this movie. Mark didn't like it at all. Chad's so-so. I think I liked it the most out of any of us. I think that's probably Um, fair. So it's 2013. Society has devolved. A unnamed dude, never has a name throughout the whole movie. Um, He's played by Kevin Costner. He's going around performing Shakespeare in exchange for food and water. Um, He gets forcibly conscripted into a militia known as the Whole Nest, run by an evil dude named Bethlehem. It sucks. Uh, But after watching some movies, our hero escapes the camp. That's right. After our hero watches some movies, it's it's the weirdest, like, camp ever because they just project movies onto the side of the mountain. Yeah. And they have all these weird rules. Like, uh, Giovanna Ribisi is one of the guys in this camp, and he, like, is last in line for food, and the last person just doesn't eat. Uh, Right. So, yeah. Which sucks. It sucks at this camp, but they get to watch movies. So, yeah, so yeah. pretty cool. I actually, um, I watched this movie in three different sittings, uh, and I think that oh helped boy. tremendously with my enjoying I'm sure it. that helped tremendously. I sat for one mm-hmm. long marathon watching. Yeah, me too. And after, an, after about an hour, I was just like knee deep in my phone. So Mark says after an hour. So that's after this one paragraph point. Um, <laughs> like, Look, I'm going to be honest with you. An hour is it, an exaggeration. This opening yeah. sequence. More like half a quarter of that. This opening sequence is so long. It, it is like minute 40 before he finds the postman stuff. Um, uh, I don't remember exactly because I didn't write That sounds write about down. right. It sounds about right. It's truly, yeah, it's like 45, 50, something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, and all of that is set up. Like, yeah. you know, it's not really the most relevant, mm-hmm. I would argue. It's like world building, I guess. Yeah, but like, it, it's the world building is like achieved in later scenes. Like, I literally think exactly. you can... Also... Nope, don't spoil it, chat. You can't do anything with this yet. No, sorry. Um, I, think, I, I think you can cut everything. Nope, you can't uh, cut anything. No spoilers. I no see. spoilers. I'll, I'll, I will cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> I see what you're doing now. I was, I was going to say that that um, they spend a lot of time world building, and I still don't understand the world. 
<laughs> I yeah. So I, like I guess I understand we the world. I don't know a lot about like how it crumbled, but I know what the rules of it are now. Basically, R- right? Yeah, right. But the rules are like uh, no rules, just right. But not just right. Just no rules. So no rules, not right. I mean, they kind of explain <laughs> right. it. Like they, they they've devolved into like fiefdoms and stuff. And so Bethlehem is in charge of this area. Um, so, so that's kind of the idea. Is he's in control yeah, so of this whole. Apparently, section. there's this guy named Holm, and he wrote a book, and people read the book, and then overthrew the government or something. Look, I'm not sure. Something like that. There was another civil war, but then there was also mm-hmm. something to do with the environment. They mentioned they they like just vaguely pepper in a lot of stuff, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. I think. there seems I, to I, be a disease that took out some people. Yes, um, I kind but of it also like dried the ocean. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the peppering in of some things. Yeah, like, don't I, just dump it all on us. Like, this is what happened way back when. Like, I, that's lame, right. and we don't need that. But, yes. no, like, I feel like I know enough about the world to, like, appreciate what they're doing. There's just a lot to, like, not appreciate about how they open it. The, they um, also mentioned something about bugs. Like, th- there's some kind of, like, plague of bugs or something. Yeah, um, it just... It seems like there are, like, six different reasons for the world to end. And I feel like when the world ends, so they're just going to pick one. Yeah, you're probably right. They might be, like, trying to make it, like, yeah, a lot of bad shit happened all I don't know. Once. Yeah, I sort of like that idea, though, because just, like, one big event mm. sometimes does feel far-fetched. And so the idea of just, like, a bunch of little shit happens that compounds, like, like I don't necessarily hate like, that yeah it was climate change but it was also like political unrest and then it was also this other thing it was all like that seems on this one year that seems kind of accurate yeah i mean TBH, like you know uh, I, i'm not gonna get into any specifics but like a lot of our political like climate right now feels like a culmination of like a lot of things that just sort of like are pushing together uh yes. into one event that's happening right now oh um, it's pushing right. into into one event you said yep yeah there's not also a swarm of bugs well no but there's also, also like the, the, uh uh earth that seems to be getting warmer and um <laughs> some yeah. people don't agree with that and <laughs> it's all contributing factors to like yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know about the the one event thing. Anyway, I don't know. It's I I don't I don't hate the world building. I just think mm. this isn't necessarily the way to do no, it. No, it's not efficient at all. Um especially because we will talk about this more later, mm. but I think they spend, you could sorry, they just spend so much time talking about the like bromance between Shakespeare, which is what they call Kevin Costner, and his horse right. Bill, uh, and then Bill just donkey. donkey. Oh, sorry, Donkey Bill, and then Bill just goes away, uh, dies. I well, think they eat him. Yeah, they eat him. They eat him. Yeah, they they kill him, and like that's one of the things about like um, that that the bad army does mm-hmm. is they kill his horse and make him eat it. Um, so they also just they also just spend a lot of time like going into the details of how like this whole wholeness camp works, which uh, they quickly leave as Cody is about to mention. Well, you already mentioned that he escaped. Yeah, he escaped. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just think you could distill all the information you get here at other points. Oh, yeah. Um, Easy. So so our hero takes refuge in a dead postman's vehicle and is now the postman, which thank God now I have something to refer to him as. Yeah. Um, 
So he arrives in Pineview and he delivers a letter mm-hmm. um, claiming that he's part of the newly restored U.S. government. This is a lie, obviously, but he keeps telling it, even though the sheriff is suspicious. So, like, his motive here is kind of unclear other than, like, he's just trying to get stay passage. Alive. He's trying to stay alive. Yeah. He wants- and then he sees how, like, hopeful they all get. Right. And so he kind of – and, like – the one good part about this huge opening sequence, I think, is it establishes the Shakespeare of it all, mm-hmm. meaning he is a performer, he is theatrical, he believes in the power of stories. Yeah. I think that's a huge part of his character going forward is like he believes in the power of stories. Maybe why I like this movie yeah. <laughs> is because I, I, I connected to that idea of like, I just think it's really cool that he like the movie is like stories and the power of stories and like folklore and stuff like that really brings people together. Mm-hmm. Also kind of why that movie scene exists in the army, because that's how the army, like the members of the army bond is through art and culture right. and that sort of thing. And as somebody who like is, that's the only thing they ever think about that message really was like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This movie's still well, not the best executed it's just like that idea really like stuck out to me yeah i I think that the idea that stuck out to me was more like uh it's not necessarily stories that bring people together as much as like hope in the government brings people together where like people are like what the government is still around there's a congress and like (laughs) that just seems a little bit like i don't know nationalistic um yeah it, like in an ideal world where like a government takes care of its people like then yeah it would be like it would be exciting to hear that it's still out there and that there is a president and that the president is like has the messaging of like it's getting better uh which is what the postman says but like i kind of see it as both like right th- they it's it, he they're finding hope in just the idea that like institutions are like coming back and like we're getting somewhere as a society and we're rebuilding, which like the, it's really interesting idea. Like this is where like the, the good ideas are coming into play that like, I think is worth making a movie about um, is yeah. What Cody was talking about with like the importance of stories as seen with all the Shakespeare and the movies and um, yeah, he's essentially coming to town with all these stories of yeah, this government that doesn't really exist and like it's giving them hope to like giving them a purpose to drive forward and like create this better world. Um yeah. I don't know. I I like this is the part of the movie but, where I'm like very in into it. Mark, I don't think you're wrong about yeah. the like nationalist thing. Yeah. Like I don't think that. I just think yeah, it's a product of the time a little bit and like product of who made it, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I think that's an element of it, but I think the story element is stronger yeah. because well, I, it, I, along the, I think I was going to say, I think the, the book might be, the book might've been focused more on the story element and yeah. like that's, so there's like a, a backbone of that, but maybe the script was written to be more like, uh, I mean, the, the the first version of the script was written by the guy who made uh, Forrest Gump, which right. is very which is very much like yes. Um, uh, I don't I don't necessarily want to say that Forrest Gump is like pro government by any means, but it's very much like hope and hope is good, and mm-hmm. uh, feeling good is good, and you should feel good. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, hot take. This movie works for me better. Like the 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 uh, Forrest the, the Gump message. is. Yeah, the message. The message works better for me in this movie. Forrest Gump is a better made movie. Yeah. Um. But but the 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 messaging in this one works for me. I I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong, Mark. I I think that's there. I just think mm-hmm. the story part of it is what I'm more interested in. Um. But you're right. It does that does kind of come mm-hmm. through. So. The postman is inspirational to a kid named Ford Mercury Lincoln. Three um, uh, different cars there. W- and he names himself that because there's a sign that says Ford Mercury Lincoln. The, for, the sign actually says Ford Lincoln Mercury, but he switched it to be Ford Mercury Lincoln, and that confused me. Yeah. I was kind of out on this character when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so the postman swears him into the new league of postmen. So this is the first person who like believes so strongly in the story. Mm. Um, which, then, which I found that very like, uh, cool that like he just essentially found his purpose and like rebuilding society just through the simple act of like getting mail across to like other people. Mm-hmm. Like he just saw the importance of that and like, I wish my post office uh, got as much like fulfillment out of um, <laughs> getting me my mail that this guy does. Yeah. Cause uh, well, and so like, that's part of what I think is so good about them all choosing to be postmen mm-hmm. in this is like, that is not something you think about. That is not something where you're like, if the government went down, what I would miss most right. is letters. It's absolutely. The mail is something we take for granted. Right. And so like I don't I get excited when I get packages and letters yeah. and stuff like that in. But and, also like mail isn't the only way to communicate along, across long distances anymore. Right. I mean, but but of, if the end of the world happened and phones yeah, and cellular towers like yeah. um so yeah, I don't know. And so you're like, "Oh, wait, you can't communicate with your family who's moved across country and stuff like that." So like it is kind of yeah, it, it establishes hope for these people because it's like, "Oh, I can communicate with people who are." They should uh they should reboot it and uh it should be like the podcaster. And um, <laughs> cuz this podcast yeah. couldn't happen if the government collapsed and uh, uh yeah, we true. Couldn't communicate across the country. True. Um Hey, I think a remake of this movie could work. I also. really super do, and I kind of want to yeah. write it. <laughs> yeah, I think it like it'd be a weird choice for a remake, but I think mm-hmm. like it could work. Well, uh, there's parts of the book like this is this is just part one of the book. There's like four parts. Really? Oh, shit, a TV show. <laughs> part two has a has an AI named Cyclops. Okay, okay. well, so it gets a little out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, so um, a couple. Uh, named Abby and Michael. They want the postman to impregnate Abby because he has good semen. Yep. Um, Michael has some kind of sickness. Um, he departs town after doing the deed, uh, and he takes the townspeople's letters with him. He's become the postman. He lied right. his way into the job, basically. But yeah, he sees like how important the the importance people are placing on his position and on the institution of the U.S. Postal Service, and uh, he sort of like takes it on. It's like weirdly like noble in a way and it like right. r- super works for me yep um so bethlehem then arrives in plain view and is pissed because the american mm. flag is up uh so he, he uh proceeds to burn the flag at the post office he kills michael and he kidnaps abby he just does a whole bunch of whack shit 
Um, kind of a interesting scene. Like um, Ford doesn't want to leave the post office because he mm-hmm. believes in his position. Michael dies uh, because Bethlehem just wants to bone Abby. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, the standard. No, that's literally it, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, and they burn the flag as well, right? Which yeah. uh, that that is another one of the parts that I was like. Uh, where they were burning the flag and that was like the symbol of how evil this guy was. Right. right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that like point of view. And it was definitely something I was like thinking about, but like I was liking other things about the movie and I was, I guess I was putting that away. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, yes, I see it, but it's, these people just want some so- sort of society to cling to. So they're clinging to the old society I, I guess it would be interesting if we see what happens later in this movie and to see if it works the exact same way as it did before, you know? Right. Um, like, but we don't see that. They, I mean, they're, yeah. Um, it's like, I don't hate America. <laughs> right. I don't right. That to yeah. be the messaging I just here. don't think that, like, the, the concept of America and... I'm going to sound like a fucking yep. anarchist over here. Yep. But, like, I think that, like... I'm going to shut the fuck up. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I think like the idea that they maybe they could even be building a better America is something that like, I don't know, because like clearly the old way collapsed and like it didn't work out. Like right. something happened there where like it really Look. divided. And uh, so, yeah, they're trying to. Build I know. Something. I know what joke Mark is about to say. <laughs> Honestly, I maybe it's time to let the old, way, old ways die. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know. Okay, I like that one better. Um, what did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say make America great again. Um, no, no. Maybe it's time we leave this town. <laughs> yep. Um, so we do leave this town because Bethlehem moves <laughs> to the town of Benning where the postman is. The postman surrenders, but Abby saves him from execution. They escape, and they just kind of chill in a bit in a cabin. Um <laughs> and then Abby burns the cabin down. <laughs> yeah. Because she's <laughs> silly. What does he say she is? She's, uh, he calls her something. He calls her like silly or weird. I don't know. She's a, he just says, you're crazy. You're weird. Like he finds, <laughs> I'm a weirdo. He finds the burning the cabin down like silly. I don't know. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he like runs in there to get all of his stuff out. And she's like, I already got all the stuff out. And it's just like, <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> girl. You're crazy. <laughs> it's just like really sad because he bought her a log cabin somewhere in Aspen. Yeah. <laughs> girl, ain't nothing to the pain. I ain't tricking if you got what you asking for. What is this? Put you in the mansion. I don't know what this is. Somewhere in Wisconsin. Uh, uh, it's nope. T-Pain. It's it's oh. the Can't Believe It. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> is it really? Yes, because he rhymes mansion with Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very good rhyme. It's very good. Um, okay. Off to, off to so it's, it's not a bit. It's playing at my wedding because Liv and I find it so funny. Um <laughs> Little like Wayne walking down the aisle playing no, at your no, no, wedding no, no, or no, no, reception no, 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 playing. No, no, no. It'll wedding. just be at the reception. Okay. Um, you have to go to your wedding to hear this song. Yeah, I guess you will. Um, it has Little Wayne in it, and I like Little Wayne a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out the Carter Five out now. Finally, did you just pronounce uh, the two T's in Little Wayne? Sure, I'm. <laughs> I'm a very nerdy boy. Okay. Um, no, I just. I don't think I've ever heard anyone do that before. I mean, there are no T's in Little Wayne. Right. Yeah. Little Wayne is straight up. 
incomprehensible and can't believe it because he's doing <laughs> also like his, in a lot of other songs in a lot of other songs you can understand him perfectly in the quarter five um but he just like is completely like doing the auto-tune like sing-songy voice mm-hmm. and i'm like wheezy i do not know what you are saying anyway good song um tunji come on tunji wheezy f baby and the f is for Fuck, we need to move on. Um, so the, the the spring arrives. It, it, it's springtime for Postman. Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. Um, they run into a girl who claims to be from the Postal Service. And um, <laughs> and so Kevin Costner is like, uh, well, then play such great heights then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that one's for Mark. No, <laughs> I, 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 I like that song. Okay, it's yeah. it's for Chad and Mark. Uh, uh, my uh, I, I and, then, and then and then she was like, uh, "Give up." That's the name of the album. Oh, yep. okay. I didn't know that. Uh, that one was just for Mark. <laughs> right, just for Mark. Um, um, this is like my favorite part of the movie when he comes back and there's just all those people involved. In the yes, it has service. just it has it has grown past him. The story has grown past him. Yeah, there's yeah. a new guy telling blatant lies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, so Ford I just Lincoln. I love how crazy it gets. Like there's an army of children just like ready to deliver letters. I mean, it's they're playing telephone, but like with life. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, w- w- it's crazy to me that like. The postman lies to Lincoln Ford Mercury. Nope. And Ford, he's like, Ford Mercury Lincoln. I'm sorry. He he lies to Chevy and he says, uh, I'm a postman. Uh, I deliver mail. And the, uh, guy, the guy completely believes him yeah. and then starts to tell his own version of the lie. So yeah. he definitely adds on to the but, lie. But Kevin Costner does say some shit like, oh, uh, is the president around? And they're like... And he's like, uh, yeah, his name's Starkey. And he says things are going to get better. Yep. You know, so he, he definitely makes it bigger to begin but with. Like, but you're right. Ford, mm-hmm. Lincoln, Mercury, like, it's, adds to it. It's just funny that Marshall Meister Ford is like, he's like, sorry, that's the name <laughs> of the Ford dealership in town. Um, uh, 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 Ford Prefect is like, um, he he's like, I'm so sorry that I've been lying this entire time. I just wanted to keep the morale up. Uh-huh. And the postman's like, No, dude, it's cool. Same. Yeah. But he doesn't actually say that he's also been lying. Right. Which at that point, if he had been like, Yeah, I've been lying too. I feel like uh, Ford would be like, okay, No, well, we're both lying. No, that would have crushed Ford. Because like, I think Ford. You needed think? It. I kind of think Ford knows. Oh no, no Ford I don't not think know. so. I think all he right. believes in the and like he gets all these other people to believe in it. I think what's interesting about this movie is like it's assuming that like all of these people, like it's probably fifty to seventy people out in the yard when he walks up, all mm-hmm. now postal service members. Um, they, I have, thought it was just two guys. Uh, it is just two guys, yeah. And what's what's crazy is that one of them makes the beats, and they get this. They mailed it to the other one who sang over it. That's, That's why service. it's called the postal service. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Chad. Cool. <laughs> you were making a good point. Uh, yeah, it just was the perfect was, opportunity. So basically, it's been like 15 years since the apocalypse, right? And it it kind of yeah. feels like all these people were just like waiting for something to get behind, like waiting for a purpose, and then like. Mm-hmm the mail is like where they found it. And it's like, yeah, it's like not like in like fighting some war. It's just in like delivering letters. Like it's just something like Which, simple. Why, why? So why didn't they call Idris Elba? He would have just canceled the apocalypse. 
<laughs> what it had to do with it. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think this idea is very interesting that mm-hmm. they're doing here, where it's like, okay, so the lie is getting better, or bigger, yeah, um, bigger, yeah. But it, it it's just, but it's working. So like, right. uh, shrug, it's like you that know? episode of Larry Boy, the fib from outer space that keeps getting bigger, <laughs> and then it takes over the city. And yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly yeah, like look, Larry Boy. It's Molly's fault. She broke the plate. She's very sorry. <laughs> Um, so, um, da, 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 for, so like we said, Ford, Lincoln, Mercury has organized the service inspired by the postman and a quasi society has formed as well as hope for the future. Postman returns. He does some postman things, but Bethlehem is pissed that all this shit is happening. A lot of people are dying. Bethlehem like finds yeah. post, uh, p- postmen and women and murder them. Yep. What do you guys think is the symbolism behind the bad guy being named after like a biblical town and the the good guy being named after like a capitalistic car dealer? I d- thoughts. I, I compare tr- contrast. I truly don't know. It feels I, like the there whole was t- an idea there. Yeah, I I just am not clear on it because Bethlehem like that's purposeful. Mm-hmm. Also, Ford, Lincoln, Mercury. I think maybe the symbolism there is he's just clinging on to some of the like old yeah, clinging stuff. Yeah, to the old society. Yeah. Um, I I don't know about the Bethlehem thing. Doesn't his weird. his second in command has some crazy name too? I think. Um, oh, I don't remember. But I don't know. Maybe it's the idea that Bethlehem wanted to be like the new beginning, like the new leader of the world like in the idea that like jesus was born in bethlehem and like mm-hmm. is like the i don't know it's a stretch yeah it's a stretch uh, I, I don't know king david is also from bethlehem yeah sure yeah so it's it's probably more king david if i had to guess actually be. because but he's also like bethlehem isn't like the ruler of the homeless he's just like the captain of the organ sect what's the political cartoon that gets delivered through the mail about bethlehem it's like a little brain of bethlehem or something like that oh wow it was something it was something it was in the movie a little a little frown of bethlehem am i right yeah i i don't remember um so colonel getty is his uh second in command no i don't know anything about that that doesn't mean anything to me yeah um so the postman disbands the post office because it's getting too dangerous. He sends a letter of surrender to Bethlehem. But as Bethlehem captures Ford, who was delivering the letter, he also captures somebody from California. So when Ford and the Californian don't recognize each other, he's like... Uh, what are you here? <laughs> sorry, you said <laughs> thanks, the Californian. Yeah, thanks, sorry. Um, Bethlehem realizes that the postman's influence has reached too far. So he's like, fuck, these people don't know each other. Uh-huh. Um, so he tries even harder to find the postman. Um, the postman is running away. Uh, he's helped by Tom Petty to elude capture. Um, not Tom Petty just as an actor. The literal Tom Petty. Yeah, like he's playing himself in the apocalypse. Uh, but he's now like the mayor of some town. Yeah. Which like, it's, it's, that's the town I want to live in, I guess. It just, he also has the best conditioned hair of <laughs> oh, ever seen in any apocalypse know it. movie. You know it. I just like, what was this touch? I guess it's like everybody found their place is the idea. I, I mean, it's... 
it's kind of like the this is the end. Uh, like everyone yeah. goes through the apocalypse, like Tom Petty included. But it's just a, an idea that isn't played with in any interesting way. He like yeah, it's just it's like okay, like, huh? All right, moving on. It's I guess like Kevin Costner's just a big Tom Petty fan. Yeah, yeah I mean it probably was that, but yeah. it, but it, it it like in the movie you're just like, all right, I guess. <laughs> You know, it, it doesn't really spend yeah. a lot of time. And, in like, it, you have these other people in the apocalypse, like, uh, in every village, they have, like, musicians, like, playing music, and, like, there's dancing at night. Uh, Tom Petty doesn't do they it. Play that w- nope. <laughs> the um, song they play in the town is, like, insufferable, like, insufferably 1998. What song was it? They do something that I don't, was in... No, it, it was, it was like, an original song, I think, but it okay. feels very much like... I thought it was, like, a... ...kind of song, like a... like a. Well, there was one town where they played something from Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't remember which one, but... Oh, interesting. I didn't pick up on it, because I was, like... I like it, like, in Westworld, where they have the piano and it's playing, like, Nirvana songs. Because that would happen in these, like, towns. They play Come and Get Your Love. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay, so I just didn't recognize the song because it was acoustic. I, it was like a it was live performance basically in the town. I I like the idea of that though, where like if society ended and somebody had a guitar, like they'd play, yeah they'd like, play Wonderwall. They'd play Wonderwall or they'd play Happy by Pharrell or you know sure, like yeah, I, yeah. I I, I it kind of be like. like old town like jinx. yeah it wouldn't yeah which is what i thought it was the whole time yeah um there's but, a song on the soundtrack by amy grant really heck yes what's the it's song a called? it's a cover of you didn't have to be so nice by the love and spoonful so it's I not an amy grant song no but she sings it on the soundtrack. oh she does sing it on the soundtrack her and kevin costner sing on the soundtrack what kevin costner sing <laughs> kevin costner sings Look, I don't, I don't even understand this movie. I understand it even less now. <laughs> right? What if it was um, Amy Grant isn't in the movie? Nope. She just sings a song on the soundtrack. Weird. That Kevin. Cost- uh, I, I don't know. Now <laughs> I want it to be a musical. Right. Um. So the the postman rallies together an army of volunteers <laughs> and he meets Bethlehem on the battlefield. This is when it got dumb again. Yep, well, but the stuff is when it really got dumb again because that was yep. pointless. Wait, and bad. did we forget to mention the like the car bomb that Ford sends at Bethlehem? Or has that not happened? Yet? <laughs> I mean, it, it probably happened, yeah. It it's just this movie's three the, hours long. Yeah, yeah. Because so uh, Bethlehem like kills these three guys, and then the postman's like, "Hey, Ford, bury these guys." He's like, "I'll bury them." inside of Bethlehem and he like puts him in a car, lights the car on fire and sends it down a hill at the base. Yeah. Which makes Bethlehem mad. Yes. Which is no bueno. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, So yeah, so Bethlehem's like soups pissed um, and so they're gonna fight but because the postman was branded as part of Bethlehem's group. They have a rule where anybody can challenge for leadership. Mm -hmm. So Kevin Costner's like, fuck you, dude, I can challenge. And Bethlehem's like, what? You can? I don't fucking know you. And it's like, wait, you're Shakespeare because he starts quoting King Henry. Um, Mark, have you seen Henry V, the Shakespeare? I don't know that one. What happens? Uh, I have I have not, but I know it's historical and it's based on what actually happened to King Henry, which is I don't know something. 
we probably should have researched it because it probably is like there is some kind it's of thematic probably tie to very it. tied to like overthrowing some <laughs> evil king or something probably yeah, I mean, surely because uh, that's what happens here um i mean he should have courted like caesar augustus or something like that i julius caesar sorry i the name of the play. really like one aspect of this scene and that's that like when they do fight one-on-one it's like not cinematic at all. It's just like two men <laughs> stupidly like wrestling I, on the ground. I but like, don't think that's intentional. I, I'm not even being sarcastic. It's just like the whole fate of like the future of the country is just put on these like idiots just rolling around in the dirt. And uh, well, there was a line earlier that um, I think Cody's going to use as a quote eventually. But they're kind of like, well, wouldn't it be nice if like, yeah. When a guy starts a war, he would just fight it by himself. Yeah, like, yeah. Wouldn't it be great when, when two if guys have a war against each other? They would. Who started them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wasn't going to quote the whole thing because Cody was going to use it as his end. Except I said it at the, the beginning. Oh, Dumb sorry, I idiot. Should, I should listen to things that people say. Um. Probably. So Henry V. It is about him embarking on an expedition to France, and his army is badly outnumbered, but they still defeat the French. So it is yeah. thematically relevant. Yeah. Sure. Um. Look at me, knowing knowledge. Um. So uh, like by googling it, clearly like, googled that. Uh, bitch, yeah. I know it now. Though it's called okay. learning. I learn every day, <laughs> douches. Um. Well, but now I also know that. So look at me, knowing knowledge. Exactly. I, we I all already, know. I already forgot what the uh, King Henry is. Yeah. About, see. So, well, we you know. we we know. Yeah. Um. So so they they fight. Uh. Postman beats him, but then he's like, "Hey, we can rebuild the world together." It's kind of a superhero thing honestly <laughs> you know where it's like no you don't have to be bad um yeah. but Bethlehem- it's very much yeah it's very much a superhero thing of like i'll be nice and not kill you right and then he's like oh oh no you should kill me and then he kills him uh no he doesn't because he 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 uh Bethlehem grabs a he's like going for a gun um because the postman can't kill anybody he's like batman Bethlehem goes for a gun and yeah. then Bethlehem's second in command shoots him right. because Bethlehem dishonored the rules of engagement um right. the new rules that uh the postman just made the new rules one Get off the phone. To, 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 so, drunk okay, and alone this is too. another part of the movie I really <laughs> liked. So uh, the, I thought that that was going to be a Bill Maurer joke. The, I don't know anything oh, about Bill Maurer. New rules. He has a segment called New yeah. Rules. Boom. And Comedy Bang Bang does a parody of it called New No-No's, and it's very good. <laughs> new No-No. Yeah. Okay, um, so, so what the, were you saying about... Yeah, uh, when the postman bests... Uh, Bethlehem in battle and he like stands up all proud like he's going to create the new rules he says rule number one there's going to be peace (laughs) I mean everybody like looks around and they're nodding like yeah yeah like why haven't we thought of that that's a good well truly why have we not thought about that why isn't that like rule that's don't fight yeah (laughs) like why isn't that rule one on our constitution like there will be don't be a douche yeah (laughs) why look why do we even have the freedom of speech when we could just be like don't fuck up yeah (laughs) perfect um okay so 30 years later the postman's daughter is speaking at a ceremony where a statue is unveiled in honor of the postman society has been restored Oh, and then a dumb guy says, that's me. He points to a little kid featured on the statue. It flashes back to when he was a little kid handing the postman a letter. Like, I, like, truly liked, 
lots of different parts of this movie. At the end, it left the most the, disgusting they, taste in my mouth. I was like, trying, fuck off. They were trying to pull on some heartstrings, and they were just failing so Well, because some random hard. asshole just shows up, and he points, and he's like, that's me, and I'm supposed to care right. who this it fucker me. is? I don't. I do not care about right. this guy. No, he doesn't anyway. have a letter delivered. Like, I get letters yeah. delivered all the time. Well, he's like the, the the first guy to like actually ask the postman to to deliver a letter for him. No, he's not because, though. He's because like the whole the city 50th. did before he did. He's just he did a dramatic ride by like uh-huh. the postman did like a Paul Revere Super shit. Slow thing. motion. The the postman didn't even stop to say hi. What's your name to the kid? Doesn't he just even like, stop the horse. It, he just grabbed it and was like, "It's mine, bitch." Probably crinkled up the letter and got it all messed up because he just like fist grabs that thing. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. I do love the post office, but there are sometimes they put my packages in my box and like, I don't know, like they kind of bend the books to get it into my... I uh, couldn't get them to deliver my mail for the first like two or three months of me moving into this new apartment. And uh, yeah, I hate Cody knows this because he sent Chad mail. (laughs) The post office? Yeah. Yeah, It's not bad. I got stamps today. I got oh, stamps I, today. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe my post office just sucks, but it's just really dim and negative. Oh, they're always super helpful for me, but I have like kind of a small town post office. So. My post office is all right. Honestly, before the FedEx store, I'm friends with those people. No, it's the UPS store. Yeah, the UPS store. I'm tight with those guys. But like, I also, I get Netflix DVDs, so I check my mail all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, I don't know. It's a different thing for me. I I think it's good. I mean, I mailed both of you boys things. I've sent you packages. Like, I don't know. It's pretty good service, I think. Um, It's a good service in an ideal world. I think too many people live in Los Angeles, and it's just impossible for the post office to service us well. Right. Um, I'm trying to think where the packages usps though that i sent you guys i'm not sure the letters were um anyway let's let's wrap up this movie i mean that's the end of it the yeah. movie's over yeah, so that's the whole thing so let's uh let, let's talk about some things is it that bad so it, it's razzy which means it's the worst movie made that year do we think it's actually like worthy of that um, it's of 1997 um, do you guys want me to remind you of the other things that were made this year uh, well, other Razzie nominees? Yeah, tell us the nominees. So we got uh, clearly The Postman won. Anaconda was made, that, uh, nominated for Worst Picture. That Batman already feels... Yeah, both of those already feel like worse movies. Uh, Fire Down Below. Wait, you said Batman and Robin? Yeah. Yeah, already. That's just a more <laughs> obvious win. Right. And then also Speed 2 Cruise Control. Yeah. <laughs> just I don't know. This kind of feels like it is... Existing, uh, here's... He, yeah, that... Ba- I would rather watch Batman and Robin any day of the week. Yeah, but it's not a better movie. It's just a more fun bad right. movie, I guess. Like, yeah, that one's better because it's worse. You know, well, like. Uh, I mean, it depends on your like definition of bad. I mean, I think to some extent that movie is like campy and intentional, like. Nine, like 60s Adam West Batman is what it's going right. for more towards there. Yeah, a little um, bit, somewhere yeah. between that and Burton. Like it's 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 tone yeah. is like confusing for me. But it's also like fun in a way that doesn't necessarily feel unintentional. Mm-hmm. I also love 
all of the bad puns in that yeah, Batman movie. You would. Okay, no, it makes a lot I of do. sense that you like this movie, actually. Um, when I think of that movie, I'm like, ice to meet you. It's a good. It's a good movie. So, um. <laughs> Uh, Brave Little Toaster to the Rescue also came out in 1997, and that is a worse movie than this for sure. Um, it's just like, I don't know. This kind of feels like they wanted to kick Kevin Costner while he's down a little bit. They love mm. it when a big Hollywood star fails. Um, well, yeah. he. What, what's weird is that Waterworld also didn't win the Razzie. That was 95, which we've already covered that. That Razzie was Showgirls? I forgot. Yeah, uh, Showgirls. Uh, showgirls, yeah. Um, yeah, what's crazy about this is that Costner directed it, and he had already had a like a Academy Award winning movie that he directed. Right. Um, the writers wrote Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. like so. The the, the for, guy who wrote who wrote the first script wrote Forrest Gump, Munich, The Case of Benjamin Button, and then in Extremely Loud, Incredibly Close, which are like a bunch of Oscar nominated movies. Um, the other guy, this same year in 97, wrote L.A. Confidential, which was nominated for actually one Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah, that's a pretty good movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I think this was a, I just, movies that are this ambitious, should we necessarily dunk on this I don't know, because then that seems like we should give things passes, which I don't think is the case. I mean, I just this movie's ambitious. It's going for something, you know. It's not a cynical cash grab. I don't think. Like I I saw somebody describe it as like Mad Max via Frank Capra, which is like a pretty good (laughs) summation of what this movie is. What what it is is it's um, Field of Dreams meets Waterworld. Yeah, Waterworld is like a Mad Maxy kind of post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. thing. Right. And the the writer of the book was like, I like Kevin Con- like he watched um Field of Dreams and he was like, this is what I want the movie to be like. I want it to have this kind of feeling of hope. Which I think it kind of does. Oh, yeah. one thing we didn't mention is his daughter's named Hope and when she introduces mm. herself, I said, "Fuck you to the TV." <laughs> Cuz like that was a bridge too far. So that was a terrible moment that I definitely would have uh, cut out. And speaking of cuts, it is time for that segment that everybody loves, Cody's Cuts. So as a reminder, Cody's Cuts do not make movies better. They just make them shorter. Um, So with this movie, I think I would start off uh, cutting out everything up into the point where he finds the postman costume. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Like, because you, you could still set up Bethlehem coming to the or, town and all of that stuff later. Like it takes maybe a few dialogue tweaks and that's it. I think you could possibly because I like that the Bethlehem has like a history with the postman. So maybe you oh pick I've got up, a fix for that too. You pick you, up you, a little bit before, so like he mm-mm. has the. You start like on the day he escapes from the camp and like they have some drama and then just like. I mean, no, 15 minutes of the movie don't Shakespeare go by as well. So you can establish the story thing. Right. Right. Uh, sure. So but like the, you can still later, drop he's, some he's of in that in. You could, but I think um, I would still start it in the camp. So you can sort of see the world before he shows up at the door in the postman a little bit, but you don't have to see you it for start him. You start him as the postman and he finds the thing. He reveals the brand later to, um, the girl, um, what's her name? In flashbacks? 
That's actually a, that's actually a better so, reveal. So, so, so we when, didn't know until... So until they're he, like at the cabin you know. together and they're like sleeping together and she sees the brand and then he mm-hmm. just explains his backstory kind of quick over a fire. It's a two-minute scene as opposed to an hour-long thing. Right. That's and better. you can still set up all of that stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, another um, cut. As always, if your movie has slow mo, speed it up. Um, <laughs> what is with nineties and doing there too? <laughs> kind of, kind of like because a, it, like a fast it's just, forward. It's just fascinating I'll how like the nineties go to. Like uh, to make something hyper dramatic, they just mm-hmm. did slow mo. Like it's in every movie. And they weren't quite like. there with the technology to make it look super cool yet. Like it looks no. like we're skipping frames as it's. I yeah. think slow that John Woo makes it look cool, but that is an argument we've had before. No thanks. <laughs> uh, so I would also cut out the make a baby shit. Michael's character is kind of unnecessary. He can just meet Abby. Like you know what I mean? Like I like. Yeah. I'm well, their whole relationship dynamic is that she is still in love with Michael until she decides that she's not. Which I I, I just Which I, I don't know hate. that Michael's yeah, I, so I don't know that you need movie, that. This movie we don't we don't need it. You can just and make her yeah. And it, it and it, like it's not me shaming like people who have to get a surrogate or anything like that. It just doesn't work in this movie at all and they handle it weirdly in this movie and he's just a character we don't need um like like, it could be an added character dynamic of like um you know like i have this daughter that is mine but like not being raised like it's mine but it's just really never addressed yes like once or twice but it, it, it it's it's never felt right so that's kind of why it could be cut out is like oh, she just gets raised as his daughter. Like, all of that gets dropped, you know? So it's like, is it necessary to start with it? That kind of feels like something that was in the book, so they thought they had to have. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, that's really what that feels like. like. Um, And then the final cut, there's lots of aerial shots of horses for a while. Just, like, cut it. You hate the aerial shots of horses. (laughs) Well, because it's shorthand for travel, but you know what is also shorthand to travel? Arriving in a new town, <laughs> like you don't have to show the like. Yes, but the town. The only look time pretty unmemorable, so maybe the, they needed that crutch of like travel shot. Maybe the only like travel scene I really like is the Lion King one, where he's like running across like the empty I wasteland, mean, and the it's way like that the score bah, 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 there. and the the animation overlays uh-huh. and stuff. That's the only like travel sequence I. You know, like. I'm going to put the travel sequence music from Lion King in this part of the podcast just so we can all hear it and we can oh, feel it's it so good. when we listen to it. I do feel it. Don't oh, you oh. feel how faster it's moving, Mark? That We're just moving on to the next thing because this music is so good. It is great. I do, between the feet I, and the desert. It's cross-cutting. It's my head like talking and then you see Mark on the bottom and he keeps trying to talk but then my head gets bigger and then Mark tries to talk I again just, and my head gets smaller I wanna, and then Mark I wanna, tries to talk again and it just keeps going back and forth. I just want to go back a little bit. Uh-huh. You talking about the the overhead shots of the horses reminded me of, of a scene where like all of the postmen are together and they're like splitting up to go deliver letters but right before it Kevin Costner turns his hat backwards, and he doesn't have a hat that should be backwards ever. <laughs> You're right. No, not at all. He has like a like a beret or whatever, and yeah. he turns yeah. it backwards. 
And he's like, when I was a kid, this was like the cool thing to do. And all of the other postmen are like, wow, you're right. And they also turn their hats backwards. And like a couple of them are baseball hats, which is fine. Like, that's cool. I wear wear a baseball hat backwards sometimes. Most of them are like flat caps. Like Some of them are like flat caps. One of them was like one of those like warm hats that's like fur and covers your ears. And he turned that backwards. And I wanted another shot of that so I could understand what he was going for there. Right. Right. They just take this postman at his word about literally everything. And he's not even a postman. No. Um, Yeah, there are some wild scenes in it. Um, Does he ever mention the fact that he was lying the whole time? Uh, he does to Abby, uh, Abby, but like she doesn't really react in any interesting way, she, so it's why it's kind of forgettable. Right. Ugh. I think um, she just sort of accepts it. Like she's never even like that mad about like their entire like reason for knowing each other was built on a lie. Right. But, he never uh, even mentions the four weekend savings event. What? The Ford Weekend Savings Event? That's his name, right? Oh, oh God. Uh, no. uh, does he mention it? I don't think he does. No. No, he doesn't. And he probably he should have. Probably should have. Um, it's so weird gover- in, in the future, the entire they government is based on a lie. And also in this movie, the entire government is based on a lie. <laughs> that is. All right. <laughs> what were you trying to say, like Chad? He's, the, I feel like he might be trying to say something there, like about, I don't know. He might be trying to say something more like optimistic, but there's definitely a cynical take of like, no, oh, it's absolutely. built on a lie. But he's trying yeah. to say like it can be built on just an idea, on a story. It built on hope, yeah. On hope. Um, yeah. So you know how ha- you communicate though? Have a monologue where he's like, I know that you think that this is all based on a lie, but it's really based on hope. Uh, I'm sorry. It's a three-hour movie. Christopher Nolan this shit. Yeah, I was about to say. It's a three-hour movie. We do not have time for a monologue. (laughs) Well, Cody just cut a whole hour out of this movie, so we've got time now. We do have time now. Um, So um, how – so this is post-apocalyptic, you know, Mm -hmm. like we said. How – different do we think this is from other post-apocalyptic stuff do we think it's like kind of similar to well, others in the genre or it's clearly a lot more hopeful i mean yeah. compare this to mad yeah. max or Waterworld or walking dead which or hunger games later. or you yeah. know any of those kind of things yes that that's kind of why this stuck out so much to me because it was a hopeful post-apocalyptic film i don't yeah. it, it was odd it's it reminds me of like at least in the way some of the towns work and like in the way they're sort of rebuilding things, uh, some of the later issues of the walking dead. Comic oh, book. it's very walking dead weirdly feels kind of inspired by parts of, this. I, I feel like it is especially like kind of where the comic has like led to now. Um, but, and there's been plenty of people in the walking dead, like comics and TV show who mm-hmm. lie to like help right. society. Yeah. Something about the preacher character in the walking dead reminds me of the postman and that he's like trying to get this institution of like religion and going to church started up again in the same way that the postman's like trying to get the postal yes. service up and running. Um, Pretty much so. It really, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I think the areas where it's like basically where it's similar to other apocalypse movies is where it's like it's weakest. But like, I think those, so, too, in those more hopeful moments. And then like the usually an apocalypse movie, it's like, oh, we got to gear up for the big war against the big baddie who's trying to take over the new world. And like 
that's where this movie's weakest, but where it's most successful is in its smaller moments of like, no, let's like remember yeah. the importance of the male, like something right. so small, something that and yeah doesn't feel and high stakes. And I think like the day I watched this, a lot of whack shit was happening in the world and on Twitter and I was mm-hmm. seeing a bunch of shit. So it just hit me on a perfect day to watch it and be like, you know what? Maybe things are can be okay. You know, it just hit me at <laughs> like nice. the right time. Yeah. yeah, I because I was expecting like, oh my god, here's this three hour slog where, um, you know, Kevin Costner walks around a wasteland. Also, based on the trailer and like the premise you hear about this movie, I thought it was going to be way different. Like, I thought it was going to be a post apocalyptic, just straight up movie. I did not expect this kind of like hope-filled mm-hmm. kind of movie. I thought it was going to be about a guy who used to be a postman. I did too, kind yeah. of. I didn't know. I knew nothing about what this movie was going to be. I yeah. thought it was a time traveler for some reason who like was delivering <laughs> mail from the past to the future. Gosh, I yeah, we no were all way off. That's great. Weird. Weird. Um, so, Mark, what are some other... So, this won the Razzie. Are there other, um, like... Razzie information that we should know. Um, I mean, you told us what was nominated, but I, I, I don't know if there's really much more to dive into. Like you said, this only won a couple Razzies. Normally, the movies kind of run the gamut and kind of like sweep. Well, so I I think it was off mic that we were talking about the fact that I was commenting on the fact that it didn't win very many Razzies. I was actually... As I scrolled farther down, I was proved myself wrong. I was just saying that because normally a Razzie winner will have like a number of acting nominations as well, right? But this, I mean, Kevin Costner won the worst actor, but no Which one else is was even wrong. nominated That's, for the acting. Degree. It's wrong. Kevin Costner's what? not bad in this movie. Uh, Shaquille I mean, O'Neal was nominated for Steel. Yeah, I mean, Honestly, come on, come on. Still like, is a movie based on a side character in Superman comics. That's, somebody who was going to replace Superman in the Death of Superman arc. Shaq played him, and Kevin Costner won worse. Like that. That's that's dread. why I Razzies mean, are kind of bullshit. In the yeah. Five movies we've talked about, he's not the worst actor. Like I could no. probably th- like I mean, Travolta and Nicolas Cage are like more obvious choices for me. They're doing interesting things but they're over the top and they're like easier targets. Uh, right. It's, it's just like, so that they just pick it, you know, it's like, yeah. a, like they can't, they acknowledge it's a bad movie, but then are like, Oh, so their performance must be bad. I mean, it's kind of like the bullshit that happens. Well, it's kind of like the bullshit that happened last year where mother was divisive. And so they nominated Jennifer Lawrence for best or worst actress. And it's like, no, I no, no! That's not a pro- that's not a problem with that movie. They just like it when a good actor is in a bad movie. I think. Right, but that, uh-huh. but I guess they they just don't have the nuance to recognize good performances in bad movies. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that definitely right. is a thing. Well, Demi Moore also was nominated for worst actress in this, and she had like I think at the time she I mean we talked about this last year or however you want to divide that up. Right. Um, But she was like one of the highest paid actresses at this point. I mean, G.I. Jane is what she was paid the most for. So, I mean, that movie not being good is why she won the worst actress. Weird. Um, Huh. uh, Yeah, I just, uh, I just, I'm not totally on board, but like, whatever. What I do agree with is Kevin Costner losing or winning for worst director and then also the screenplay for worst screenplay. 
see, I don't know if I agree with those either. Like, I just don't think this movie is that bad. It, um, yeah, I'm, the beginning and ending of this movie are pretty aggressively bad for me. But uh, yeah, but I yeah, think I, it's because I, I was don't shocked like the direction a, of this movie. I think I was just shocked with like a pretty decent time. Yeah, um, and, it, and the decent parts are are pretty decent, but like. Gosh, the beginning of this movie is such a waste of time, and like, I don't really feel it until I'm like in the bull, the heart of what the movie is actually about, and then it's like, oh no, none of that uh, prison camp stuff mattered for real. Right. Like, I, that I, wasn't I just the movie. Yeah, I wish it was way shorter. Yeah. Um, but that that's basically it. So we 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 I think we've pretty much like covered this from top to bottom our I'm going to mention a couple other yeah, go uh, for it. Go Razzie for it. things um, I just wanted to you know just applaud the Razzies for um, in the worst screen couple no one's boobs are mentioned normally oh, a oh, pair good. of boobs is the worst screen couple so um, good. good for them uh, and then I also like to point out you know they always have a fun category like here they have worst reckless disregard for human life and public property which is uh, it's kind of a fun category um, Con Air won it. Also, uh, Dr- uh, the Lost World Jurassic Park was nominated. Yeah. So you know they're just having fun with it. <laughs> but the, but that's not it. That 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 doesn't that has nothing to do with bad movies, really. No. Nope. Right. I, I think that's a way for them to get good movies in the Razzies and get people to pay attention to them. Gotcha. Um, any other Razzie stuff, Mark? Nah, it's all bullshit. <laughs> right. Is it time? Um, to okay. Vote? So. I think it's time to vote. So previously we had determined that strip tease was the, um, Oh, we're voting on this. Okay. So we have a little right. bit of time so, for the hard one. Uh, so, so it was the best movie we considered. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best movie that the Razzies considered the worst. We decided with strip tease, which is kind of crazy. We tend to have a trend of just picking the newest thing. Um, I'm not saying that should change. I'm just pointing I'm it out. I'm certainly not saying that should change. <laughs> I think The Postman's easily the best Razzie movie we've watched. Yeah, and I am going to second that. Mark, what's your vote? I would stick with Striptease. Interesting. Yeah, I like that movie. It, it was Striptease, it was fun, but it's like The Postman is more, we talked about it a little bit, it is more ambitious. And then like, so when it is successful, its successes are bigger. And like Striptease is just like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, if it was successful, its successes would be bigger. I just don't think it's that successful. I really had no mm-hmm. attachment to this movie at all. I didn't enjoy really any any of it. I think just as a better made product, it's better than Striptease. That also. too. Um, okay, well, so Although that was... Burt Reynolds, R.I.P., uh, has a wild performance in striptease that i do like a lot it's definitely everyone wild. has a wild performance in striptease but i mean mark come on. seems mark he covers ri- himself in vaseline and <laughs> mark i think really loves big campy things. i do love oh. big campy things as evidenced by his uh pick for this year my pick this year um we so should, now uh, that we've we should done also that mention, we should um we just mention the cast that uh giovanni giovanni ribici is another uh oh he is an alum yeah, because alum. of that thing you do yeah, um, barely in this movie we would cut his character out entirely <laughs> because you don't need the beginning of the movie but uh uh he is in it yeah he's, i he's the only one who i know cody is interested in whether or yeah. not there's some be- best pictures alumni in here he's the only right. one okay good i forget to remember to write it down sometimes um 
it's hard to keep track of who has been in every movie, but we, we try and do an okay right. job. I will normally recognize names. There is um, an internet movie database that is... Uh, that is that correct. What is the website for, for the internet movie database? <laughs> I forget. It's just a bunch of random letters in a row. I don't know why. So, okay. so now it is time to rank the movies of this oh, year. Fuck. We have three things we do. we do. We have three yeah. things we do. Cody, what okay. was your movie this year? Starship Troopers. Right, okay. So here's my ranking. Titanic at number one. Boogie Nights at number two. Starship Troopers at number three. The Postman at number four. Face Off at number five. I see that shade. <laughs> I mean, Mark, <laughs> I didn't like it. It's not shade know, on you. I, know, I, I just know, did I not like it at all. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Chad. Chad. I'll do definitely Titanic at number one. Boogie Nights at number two. Uh, face off at number three, uh, Starship Troopers at number four, and then The Postman. All right, Mark. Actually, reverse Starship Um, Troopers in The Postman. I'm sorry. I really didn't have a good time in Starship Troopers. I think probably it's like better from a certain lens. I didn't really have that lens watching it, but this is my personal list, so I'm going to put it at the bottom. We are not going to get into it. You can listen to it about it on that episode. Yep. Uh, Mark uh, Titanic um, Boogie Nights I can't have a tie can I no <laughs> because it doesn't matter probably Starship Troopers and okay. then face off in this okay so we had varied list normally we're our, our all top pretty two con- were the same for all of us yeah. yeah but but the bottom three normally we're like kind of consistent yeah. through the line so i i liked how varied we were this time um okay so now it is the main event that everybody has been waiting for we are going to vote for what is the best movie of our lifetime we had previously determined that fargo was now we have to Pit it against Titanic, which is the one from this year. Like I said, we have gone with the newest one every single time. Will that change? We'll see. Let's start with. How about you, Cody? Let's start with you. I feel like let's you start always. With me. You always let's call on us. Me. Let's start with yeah. you. Yeah. Let's start with me. I'm going with Titanic. I like Fargo, um, but something about Titanic, even though it's super long, feels way more watchable to me. Again, we always talk about pick with a heart, not with a brain mm. on this kind of thing. Titanic grabs me more emotionally. Fargo is super well made. It's got a Cohen style. Um, but I just, it, it like isn't my favorite Cohen movie, um, even though it is very good. Um I don't know. I just I, Titanic's just a mammoth that I I just am awed by. I I like. Okay. I I point to and say this is cinema. <laughs> you know, like it just like is a big. Um, I, I I just love it. I don't know. I'm a I'm a popcorn boy. It's a popcorn movie to a degree. I love it. Titanic is my. Pick. I'll uh I'll interject here because I don't know how Mark is voting and you know um drama drama. I'm gonna vote yes. Fargo. Okay. Uh, because I truly think I say Wes Anderson is my favorite director, and I think he might be because he's the most consistent. But I think for the Coens, like their highs. Are oh, much would you higher. say he's so consistent because he just makes the movie the same movie ten times in a row? Anyway. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> but, but sure, yeah, I think whatever, like it's every fine. single movie of his, I have a good time watching. That's not the I'm, case with the Coens. I'm giving you shit. W- yeah. Wes Anderson's fine. He's great. 
that's not the case with the Coens. The Coens, they've had a couple of movies I've just not really cared for, but their highs are so freaking high. And for me, Fargo is just like there. It's just like what I look for in a movie. I love the kooky characters. Uh, I love the like tension of like the crime and like how you're not sure what is, what's going to happen. I like the way Coens like, you know, fix in like misunderstandings and miscommunications into their dramas. And, you know, sometimes people just like act irrationally and that's just how they act. I don't know. I like the way Coen's play with their characters and, uh, Fargo is one of my, it's probably my favorite Coen brothers movie. So I'm going to go with Fargo. I love Titanic gotcha. a lot, but interesting. Yeah. yeah. It, it just, it just isn't my favorite Coen. Um, I, it's mm-hmm. maybe I, not even in my top four. Wow. I think Francis McDormand's character in Fargo might be like my favorite character. Oh no, she's awesome. But like, like in, in a Coen got, brothers movie, probably. Yeah. You got Oh Brother, which I would put ahead of this. You've got Inside Louis Davis, which would I put oh, very ahead good. of this. No Country for Old Men, which I would put ahead That's of this. That's the one that I think is like in contention for possibly being better than Fargo. So Fargo like may be movie. my literal fourth. I really like True Grit, though. I'd, mm-hmm. But I haven't watched that one in forever. So, yeah, it's it's like four or five. But, yeah, it's just not the best one to me. But that's just me. Marcus. Yeah, I don't know if I would have Francis McDormand as my favorite Cohen character, mainly because I just love Brad Pitt and Burn After Reading. <laughs> okay, Shit, Burn After Reading I like a lot, too. so though. good. That I think my so favorite... Good. He my has like favorite. a relatively small character in that, but it's just like such a great character. Yeah, he pops every time he's on screen. Oh he's yeah, and then incredible. he he gets popped. My mm, top spoilers. three favorite characters are the three boys from Oh Brother Where Art Thou. So <laughs> they're all so good. Yeah, they are every also last good. one of them is good in their own way. Okay, uh, Mark. Hey, Mark. Yeah, what do you think? Is so better? this is a real debate about a movie that is um <laughs> are you how are you doing mark <laughs> no i mean it's, it's, I, I i think that titanic to some extent is very watchable like it is an easy watch all the way through except for the fact that it's fucking four hours long three hours and 15 minutes i'm rounding up um <laughs> it's not how rounding works i know but i'm rounding up to, f- to three don't and a half you and teach then children math. don't you teach children math I do um anyway titanic is just very long and on that like that is the downside to titanic is that it is just years it takes years of my life to right. watch that movie. You're rounding up to years now. Yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, I've spent my entire lifetime watching Titanic <laughs> and I might not finish it. And, and you just now understood it. Or yeah. You didn't, you didn't get it until now. What's the line in Titanic? It's something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've spent decades learning about the Titanic, but I never got it until it's three now. years anyway Mark, <laughs> whatever vote. Um, yeah the movie is three years long uh fargo on the other hand is like a tight like 91 minutes um but none of it is as like easy breezy ever clear as it's not ever clear whatever it's not as like mark <laughs> is literally fucking falling apart <laughs> it is i'm it's so way tired, later in his time zone um, to be perfectly uh, fair it's not as like fun to watch as Titanic, but it is also like it's not 
not good because it's not as fun. But it also is fun. I don't know. This is a really hard decision. And I, I once again, did not put any thought into this before the podcast started recording. <laughs> really? We or could not in, tell. Even before I started thinking about this. When or Chad started talking. See, I thought you were reading this prepared like statement off of a <laughs> No, piece of I knew from minute one he was stalling because he doesn't know. <laughs> I, I actually did write this all out with the stammers and the ums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just reading it in character. That one myself. right there. It's like uh, uh, and then yeah, at least I, six I, H's after probably. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with the, uh, Titanic. And that's just kind of a gut Oof. thing. All right. He. I mean, that's what we say. We say choose there with the is. heart or the gut, and you chose Titanic. I think Titanic. This is probably the hardest choice. I, well, no, I yeah, think maybe. I think maybe. Yeah. It's probably the closest. I mean, last week was pretty. Not last week. Yeah, last, last week. Last year. Uh, yeah, honestly, with Boogie Nights. Choosing between Titanic. Boogie Nights and Titanic was really hard too. But well, also choosing between Fargo yeah, and Before hardest. Sunrise was really tough. Yeah, um, so so yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was tough, and I know I quickly decided Titanic, but that's because I thought about it before. But well, yeah, yeah, it, it, it wasn't. Flag. Cody and I only <laughs> seem to have quickly reached our vote. right. I no, it it, it truly it, yeah. was a tough choice. I was mm-hmm. gonna be fine if Mark went with Fargo, but he didn't. He went with Titanic. Wow. Also, so I didn't pick the, Titanic, so it's not like I had skin. Right, this? this is the first time the Academy has ever won. So they didn't let even me send a representation uh, last week. I know, but, I know. Yeah. It's <laughs> almost like it's almost like we forgot there was a bit we did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because we're so focused on fucking Sonic the well, Hedgehog and singing and all kinds of stuff. I, I actually got an email after we recorded that said don't that they tried to. they tried to send uh, a representative, but unfortunately the boat that they sent the, the oh, representative no. on Oh no! It's so bad. I'm sorry. It's mm. so 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 it's so sad. Uh, it what wrecked, sucks is that there was and, room um, on that piece of furniture. That's honestly, what really there sucks. were like five doors that were floating. Yeah. Um, no one was on any of them, and it was so, actually in the Bahamas where it wasn't even cold. But guys, 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 <laughs> what's up, yeah. Cody? let's rein it in a little bit. So, I, I'm I'm trying to think of scores. So has everything gotten? A movie picked as the best one. So I think far. you've gotten two or three. I've got I, so, Lion King and Jurassic Park. So I got I Lion King and Jurassic Park. Mark got Before Sunrise. Chad got Fargo, and the Academy has Titanic. Like yeah, so, that shows have, you like yeah. we're all good at picking things. The Academy uh-huh. is sometimes good at picking things. Well, like I, I think it's just, like four years in a row, and then they were right. One time. But 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 yeah. but I think it's interesting to see like oh one person didn't just run away with this. The Academy didn't yeah. just run away with this. I think it's interesting to see like. There's lots of good movies and well, following the stuff. pattern, ninety nine. I guess the Raddies is going to have the best movie. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, maybe. Um, all right. So, um, I mean, I think that's it, boys. Do you have anything else? I, I, I mean, dude, Titanic no. is the best movie of our lifetime. Uh, the Postman is the best movie <laughs> people thought were the worst, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The uh, Titanic. <laughs> I know, I know. It feels it, like such an obvious choice because it's the highest grossing movie. But also of in lifetime. 2018, it also doesn't at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I was fighting Mark, against it, but if we get you, mail. you weren't fighting hard. It was unanimous last week. Um, Mark, what? Uh, where can people find you on the internet? 
You can find me on Letterboxd at Mark0014, where I I didn't even mention this episode that I was at Fantastic Fest last week, so you can see all, I don't know, nearly 20 movies that I watched <laughs> and my uh, my rankings of them there. Um, I gotta go to a film You can follow me on Twitter so at Wallington Mark. Um, you can follow me... Uh, I've said Venmo before. I'm running out of social medias to to throw out there. You should do that that one that people are on now instead of Twitter. They like Vero? all move to no, Ava- not Vero. That's what I tried to get you guys onto. It's something like Avalanche or something. I don't fucking know. I just huh. saw people talk about it. Anyway, Chad. What's that? Oh, hey, I'm on Tinder as well. If you're in the are you on Tinder? I am. Swiping right? I'm proud of you. I'm swiping Mark. all over the place. Up, yeah. down, left, <laughs> well, right. Well, okay, so. Now? Yeah, I think it. I well, think up is maybe, super like. Is it? Is, is that like it coming is. on too strong? <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. It's really scary when someone does it to you. I've Wait, literally you get notified accent, that you are super liked okay, by this person. Here's the thing: I'm also on Bumble, and on Bumble, instead of like tapping the picture to go to the next picture, you like scroll to see the next picture, and then you go to to to, to tump, uh, Tinder, and you try to scroll, scroll, and then you super like someone. And then Ooh, you're like, oh, sorry, I, I didn't. I'm I used guess. to Bumble. Yeah. Which sure. one's better, Tinder or Bumble? Um, I mean, I get more matches on Tinder, but I think that's more people are there. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you gone on any dates because of it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn, Mark, put some work in. Uh, swipe so, right more. Uh, I think swipe yeah, left too much. Yeah, swipe right. Our friend Eli, who I guess we're going to mention on every single episode, created a Tinder account for Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> And, and he got he, dates. He it's, got dates. He got a real bits. life. He got a real life date because of it. I don't know if we're allowed to share that bar, but whatever, it's fine. Um, we'll but we'll cut it out. We'll see. Um, but but he just he made a profile picture of a dog and then just messaged people, <laughs> "Do you like Airbud?" Which is the funniest shit of all time. Listen to purely nostalgia. He's a funny boy. Um, Chad, yeah. where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chad A. Oliver. You can also find a webcomic that Cody and I have been working on, uh, Animal High School, on Instagram at Animal High School Comic. Um, issue two just came out today as we're recording. Uh, I don't know. We might have issue three out by the time this episode's out. I don't know. Yeah. Mark, uh, follow us, bitch. Yeah, Mark has a follow. I do us. follow you. I saw the one you posted today about the date, and I was really confused about why people would possibly bond over Doctor Who. Uh, well, I don't that's, understand. H O O. Yeah, it's an owl show. Yeah, it's I an thought owl you would show. appreciate the oh, joke. I, I, that <laughs> yeah, would, I thought you would have liked the pun, Mark. Yeah. Um, was it, I, it was not clear that it was an owl show. It's spelled H O O. H O O. And there's an owl on an the owl. phone. <laughs> Okay, hold on. I feel like that's more on Mark. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it definitely is. <laughs> um, is that it for you, Chad? Uh, yeah, that's my entire online presence, probably. Okay. Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cody Lunsford underscore. You can follow my other side Instagram at Five Star Films, where I just rate movies and post pictures from said movies. Um, you can find me on Letterboxd by searching my name. Uh, this episode comes out on Monday. On Wednesday of this week, Mark will be the guest on Purely Nostalgia. He will be talking about the film George of the Jungle. You guys should tune in. Um, I am Mark's plug person. Um, I think that's it. Hey, Mark, what's the best movie that the Razzies called the worst? Um, according to um, 
democracy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we man. brought it back like the postman did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chad. Uh, it's got to be the postman. Uh, Cody, what's yep. the best movie that the Razzies declared bad? Uh, that would be the postman. Hey, Chad, what is yeah. the best movie of our lifetime? Well, according to democracy, it's Titanic. <laughs> uh, Mark, same question. Titanic. Cody. It is Titanic. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember, the president's name is Richard Starkey. Uh, Next week, we're talking about a movie directed by a director we haven't even mentioned yet on this podcast. Not even once how we mentioned the name of Steven Spielberg. Talking about... Um, an era that he has never even depicted before <laughs> in his movies. Um, World War II, his first ever Steven Spielberg World War II movie, Saving Private Ryan next week. You can find it on Stars, or, you know, ask your dad. He'll just tell you the plot of it. You're, but your dad will probably hand you Band of Brothers and be like, no, this is the real story. Your dad will break into tears within one minute of recounting the plot of... <laughs> Your dad will say he's finally proud of you for <laughs> wanting to watch Saving Private Ryan. Your dad will just stare at a grave and cry. <laughs> anyway, check it next week. Or yeah. t- next episode. Whatever. Yeah.